0: sharing ideas about money. This is Share Radio.
1: This is Simon Rose. It's time for the Financial Outlook for Personal Investors. I'm joined by Victoria Scholar, Head of Investment at Interactive Investor. We're going to look at the world of investment from UK perspective. And I mean, after so long, when we've been saying that FTSE has been lagging every other major stock market in the world, despite all the economic gloom and all the strikes and everything else, we've now seen the FTSE hitting record highs this week. So what on earth is going on?
0: Yeah, that's right. And it is surprising amid the economic doom and gloom with sky high inflation and sluggish growth. But essentially, the FTSE 100 did uh, very well last year in terms of its Um, performance versus, say, the DAX or the FTSE 250. Um, That's partly thanks to its favourable sectoral mix. It's got a high amount of uh, energy companies like BP and Shell and Miners, uh, which did very well on the back of last year's commodity boom uh, with the war in Ukraine. Uh, There's also a high number of banks, uh, and banks tend to do well in a rising rate environment because they can earn more on their loans. And one of the criticisms of the FTSE 100 is that it's been labeled the Jurassic Park Index because it doesn't have many tech components. Mm -hmm. Uh, But that actually played into its favor last year when we had the so-called tech wreck with uh, the likes of Meta and Tesla and other tech giants all sliding. The FTSE 100 managed to um avoid that big sell-off so that's why the FTSE 100 outperformed last year Uh, and then in terms of what kind of pushed it up to that record high was on Friday we had a very strong U.S. jobs report um, and that pushed the dollar higher because investors were thinking that the Federal Reserve would need to raise interest rates more and that tends to boost its currency but the pound suffered against it Um, And the FTSE 100 has somewhat of an inverse correlation with the pound. So when the pound moves lower, those international companies listed on the UK index tend to do better because it means their earnings, when translated Mm. uh, from abroad back into the UK, um, are worth more.
1: Um, Does that mean that the the price rises are not necessarily um, symptomatic of a wider general rising market? Is it just the FTSE or is actually the rise really spread much more widely?
0: Well, we've also been seeing a return to bullish sentiment since late last year. Um, This is all about monetary policy, because obviously the Bank of England and the Federal Reserve have been raising rates very aggressively um, for the last year. Um, But we've started to see inflation rates come down. Uh, So that's a signal that perhaps looking ahead, central banks won't need to tighten as aggressively as they were before. Uh, And that's been one of the big drivers of why we had um, rather lackluster price action across equity markets last year and that's provided a tailwind to not just the FTSE 100 but the FTSE 250, the DAX, the CAC 40 and US markets as well. Um, So that shift towards a less aggressive phase of monetary tightening is helping to drive investors back to equities
1: this year. Let's pause for a moment then we'll have a look at some actual company results that we had.
0: Sharing ideas about money. This is Share Radio.
1: This is Simon Rose. You're listening to the Financial Outlook for Personal Investors. I'm in conversation with Victoria Scholar of Interactive Investor. Uh, Clearly, um, the performance of the market depends over a long period of time um, on the companies that are within it and how their results are going. So we've had some big companies with earnings this week. Tell us first of all about Unilever.
0: Yeah, this is the consumer goods giant behind lots of uh, different uh, brands that we buy in the supermarkets. And it said that it's forecasting more price increases. It's had to raise prices recently to try to offset that backdrop of rising costs because of inflation that the business is facing with. Um, And the company said that it thinks that we're probably past peak inflation, but not past the peak for prices. But it's a bit difficult balancing act because on the one hand, it wants to try to pass through those additional costs um, to preserve margins um, in terms of higher prices. But of course, if you think about the consumer backdrop um, with the cost of living crisis, the consumer slowdown and the general economic malaise, uh, the extent to which consumers will actually continue to demand those goods if prices rise too aggressively is uncertain. So it's got to strike that balance between passing on those costs to preserve margins, but without actually dampening uh, demand another interesting thing out of this earnings was that it was the final set of results under CEO Alan Jope because Heinz Schumacher will be taking to the helm at the beginning of July and he previously worked at the dairy giant Royal Friesland Campina Um, so there'll be a big change in terms of leadership coming up this year Um, and consumer goods companies are generally seen as um, a good place to be when times are tough because they sell goods that we can't live without things like deodorants toothpaste essential items mm. um, so it's also got that benefit um, of being relatively well positioned if we do indeed shift into a recession but the expectation is that possibly not
1: okay and um, we've had the oil giants i mean shell a few days ago um, bp more um, recently um so tell us about those clearly helped by what's going on in the energy market
0: of course you know we saw that the war in ukraine last year saw oil prices surge particularly in the first half of 2022 and shell and bp have benefited with record profits Um, bp reported 27.6 billion dollars worth of profits last year um, which was higher than its previous record from back in 2008 Um, and it also raised its dividend because of those strong profits and announced a share buyback program an extension of its share buyback program should i say So returning cash to shareholders. Um, But it does look as though these oil giants are going to have to increasingly focus on climate change and emissions reductions. BP, for example, has the goal of being net zero by 2050, quite a long way away, (laughs) but it's still targeting um, this shift away from fossil fuels uh, and a move towards renewable energy.
1: You were talking about the possibility of recession before, and then said, but maybe not, because we've had one think tank Mm. saying that we might avoid it. So tell us about that.
0: Yeah, that's right. Um, One think tank um, in the UK, um, the National Institute of Economic and Social Research, uh, says that we're actually unlikely um, to fall into a recession this year. It's predicting growth of just 0.2%, so not exactly blockbuster (laughs) growth, um, but narrowly staving off that Um, potential for negative growth. Uh, And it comes as the Bank of England has really unwound a lot of those super negative forecasts um, that it laid out late last year. Um, I think we're continuing to see quite a lot of strength in the labour market, for example, partly because of um, worker shortages. Um, And it does look as though the consumer and businesses um, could do a bit better if we do start to see Those inflation pressures ease. You know, we've started to see inflation come down, but it is still stuck in double digits at the moment. And of course, that's been the key driver of the cost of living crisis. Mm -hmm. Um, So we get this data on Friday on GDP, and it looks like we just might narrowly avoid a recession. But still. growth pretty much around the zero mark, unfortunately. <laughs>
1: yeah, yes, the right side of it. But yeah, statistically, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's, it it's more of a technicality, really. Yeah, <laughs> yes. Victoria, thank you very much. <laughs> I've been talking to Victoria Scholar, Head of Investment at Interactive Investor. That's it for the Financial Outlook for Personal Investors.
0: Sharing ideas about money. This is Share Radio.